0: Don't look at the camera. Okay, okay. If you look at the camera, it's like, that's all you need to say. All right. Okay. So we were just talking about something interesting, which is your background is you are a demand gen marketer? Mm-hmm. Give me go go back in history a little bit because you have a you have an interesting story from from Eloqua to Lattice to what you're doing today. What was how did you get into demand gen and what was I want to talk I want to unpack like what demand gen was and then what it's. Oh yeah. Yeah. Into. Yeah.
1: Actually. It's so funny you say that. Cause I was, I just had this long con- I actually just did away with like the concept of demand gen on my team. Um, and I have this whole theory on like what demand gen is now. Yeah. But anyway. which we're
0: also gonna talk about. Okay. Okay.
1: So, um, I actually bought a marketing automation platform back in like 2000 and I don't know, six or something like that.
0: How much was that?
1: Oh gosh, geez, Dave! It wasn't right cheap. off with the hard questions. It wasn't cheap. No, it wasn't it cheap. At, been for, cheap. For, for, for even at that time, the it wasn't. Was. I mean, marketers weren't buying tons of technology at the time, so that's, like
0: that's why. That's the only reason why I asked how much it was, because I bet that feels like it had to have been the most expensive thing anybody had ever bought.
1: Oh, for sure, okay. and it was also like marketers weren't good at like making those business cases or like and CEOs didn't know how to like why should I justify this thing over right. this thing so you know it was this typical case of we were using like a batch and blast email tool and like loading up lists from Salesforce and doing that whole thing and I had a really smart guy who worked for me who was really young and he was like I think we need to do this marketing automation thing it's gonna be a big deal we should do it and I was like mm-hmm. And, and then I started to look into it, and I was like, you're absolutely right. Like, it's kind of this one thing that we can own. We can mm. have control over it. We can own our own data. Like, we can do all this cool stuff. So I ended up, we ended up in this head-to-head deal with what was then Silverpop, which became Vtrends, and Eloqua, uh, and we ended up buying Silverpop. Um, And so and I got to be part of this, you know, process where we built kind of the demand gen process and implemented the funnel and did all that stuff. And so that was my sort of first foray into that. Right. So fast forward, this was it had to have been like 2008 because the like the economy just tanked. And suddenly I find myself out of work and uh, I got an interview at Eloqua and like all they wanted to talk about was why did you buy Eloqua? And I was <laughs> did like- they remember you? Oh yeah, oh, oh are you kidding me? Yeah, I, I was uniquely positioned to like explain everything that went wrong in their sales process. Which is like probably made
0: you an amazing hire because they can tell me the other side.
1: It was, it was I, I actually had all this intel, like I had the business case we had built and I had all these side-by-side comparisons of both platforms and um, so it, that's I, I think what got me my job at Eloqua. Um, and you know, I think that was really when demand gen was starting to form into a real discipline and become a career path for people. Yeah. Um, and I, I, do credit the marketing automation ecosystem for kind of giving birth to that. I think that's where that all started.
0: Well, I think, I think if you rewind, cause my guess is I wasn't there obviously, but 2006, like it's harder for you to make the case. What <laughs> were
1: well, you were in second grade? Where, no, where were come you? On. Where were you? <laughs>
0: I, 2006, I wasn't I was there. No, no, I mean I wasn't in your company. Oh, right. I wasn't okay. your company. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh,
1: I feel so old. No, no, no.
0: In 2006, uh, I was a s- freshman in college, a sophomore okay. in college. Okay, all yeah. right, all right. You're yeah. close. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Just just doing a bunch of nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing.
1: Oh, please. I don't believe that for a minute.
0: <clears throat> no, not, nothing that has helped me today at all. <laughs> I can tell you that. No, but because I'm sure it was hard to go and make this big expense because marketing wasn't, it wasn't easy to attribute marketing no. to to revenue.
1: Well, marketers didn't know how to prove much of anything, I think, back in those days. I mean, like, we weren't really asked to when, I mean, in, in, at, at the beginning of my career, when I first got into marketing, like, I don't ever really remember being pushed for metrics, let alone, like, tie myself to revenue. That wasn't a thing. And the tools didn't exist really to do it.
0: What were you pushed for then?
1: Um, activity, showing that I was doing stuff. Like I, 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 you know, I worked for a lot of CEOs who I think like to justify that marketing was, should exist. They needed to show that they were just like doing a lot of stuff. Like that's literally what it was.
0: We're at a lot of events. We're printing out a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it was
1: a, a little bit of that, to be honest with you. Um, and it wasn't really until I got to Eloqua that it was like, oh, this is hardcore. I mean, Eloqua had, they were trying to lead the market and have a philosophy about how this should be done. So marketing had a number and it was an opportunity number. We carried an SQO number. We were all bonused on it. Our comp plans were tied to it. Um, was sent a marketer at a president's club every year. Like it was a real thing.
0: So did that feel like a big culture shift for you? Like, oh, I'm I'm among all these people like me
1: well now. then it was it was actually a little intimidating because it was cooking for chefs it was like oh okay this is where the big kids are
0: i feel like that every day because like we we sell to marketing people oh yeah and so if there's a typo oh if no there's something off like people love to I take a screenshot and send is. that to me because it's like oh you're going to show me how to do my job buddy well check this out well, you can't I even spell
1: i i think i say this all, so i mean i've made a career of marketing marketing technology to marketers yeah. that's what i've done for most of my adult life and i do think like you do have to work a lot harder I think marketers like marketing and they check it out and they're interested in it, but they also scrutinize it.
0: Which, I, I, I love it though for that reason oh, yeah. because I actually feel like, I think one of the, so I've, I've had a similar only done marketing. Oh, well, I started off in PR just because I needed a job. And- That's
1: why everyone starts out in I'm, PR.
0: They said, I'll pay $10 an hour to come be here and great, yeah. so I did that. And then, but then since then, I've only done marketing to marketers just by coincidence, Constant Contact, HubSpot, and, and Drift. And what I've realized that I love is like, if you know it, it makes it makes the hard part of marketing much easier, which oh. is like, I would be terrible at my job if I was like the if I was doing marketing at a cybersecurity company or I, storage or something. I like. tried it.
1: I was really bad at it. So I was bad at it, but I don't like. I mean, to some extent, I, I think I was lazy. Like yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know this person. I'm I'm not sure I care to know this person. It is easier when the persona that you you're marketing to is is you. I also think the nice thing about it is, like I said, right, like you can get away with a lot less when you're marketing markers like you have to be creative you have to be witty you have to be clever you have to like you have to be all these things and i actually think it makes the the challenge of marketing, to some extent, even harder. So I think, you know, if I were marketing to a different persona, the challenge would be elsewhere. I'd have to mm. get to know that buyer and that would be really hard and there would be other things that would be difficult. Um, but marketing to marketers really forces like the discipline around, is this the best thing I could do? Like, yep. am I being lazy here? Is it funny? Is it interesting? Is it engaging? And Somebody's you gonna have call to, me
0: out. Someone's gonna call you would out. I, I, like, I think in most industries this wouldn't work, but the thing that I think, and obviously the advice is like, do what your customer you know, listen to your customers, talk to your customers. Yeah. A lot of times I just like, I'm like, would I click on this? Oh, totally. totally. Would I read this?
1: Oh, I, I sent an email yesterday to my team and I was like, worst subject line ever. <laughs> and then two people were like, I think it's hysterical. And I'm just like, oh God. All right. Well, yeah. it's, you know, it's which, which subject Which
0: might not always be the right thing because I think I might be biased in a different oh, way. Oh,
1: 100%. You, so, and that's the thing too. You have to remember like your own value system and opinions and it is somewhat subjective. Like you can't objectively say like, well, that's good marketing. Totally. Um, But I do think like one thing I like about marketing to marketers is that I do think it allows you to be a bit more creative than you could be with some other, you know, cohorts. Um, and I love that part of it. Because for as left brained as I am, I really like the I like the arts and crafts part of marketing a lot.
0: Yeah, like I could never do, I could never go to, I could never be at a different place and, and do something like, I post this LinkedIn video, which is like, I'm gonna do 30 sales demos in 30 days. Oh, I saw that. I'm gonna actually sell. See,
1: I started as a BDR, I would never do that.
0: Well, <laughs> now, on. people, somebody commented on this LinkedIn post the other day, and they're like, I didn't get a demo from you. And I'm like, I did 30 and my month is over. Like, what do you want me to do? and <laughs> not that go my quota? Back to my regular job. <laughs> but, like, I could do stuff like that because I, I don't need to prep. Like, I'm just going to talk to you about how I think yeah, that sure. we can help you. Yeah, sure. All right, yeah. so you go to Eliqua. Hmm. Did it feel like, where was Eliqua, by the way?
1: Ellico was also a Toronto-based business. I have made a career out of just commuting. You, live in, you
0: live in this area and then in Boston, where we are locally, and then you just go to yeah. Canada for work.
1: Yeah, Toronto's yeah. a really nice second Toronto home. Toronto is yeah, amazing. It's a great city. Toronto's it's amazing. easy to get to. Um, Toron- uh, so Elico was founded in Toronto. They were headquartered here in the U.S., but in Vienna, Virginia, when they originally uh, you know, ha- incorporated here. Bri-
0: like Were Brian Cardin and, and like people I know, Toronto, Brian Cardin, Carter- Charm- they were people. in Toronto? Or no, were they, they were, were in
1: Cambridge, Massachusetts. Ah. So we had what we like to refer to as the marketing center of excellence was um, in Kendall Square. So the marketing team was- we had
0: a good group there. Oh,
1: we had a a killer group. It was a really, really good group. It was, Brian used to refer to it as the golden age of marketing.
0: Of course. (laughs) Yeah,
1: so it was, no, it was good. And I I was really- This is where
0: we cut to the footage of Brian and Joe on this, but but we had Brian on this. I know, And it was like a thousand degrees that day. And this is when Gonzalo, we, we were originally gonna do this like Coffee with CMO. It's at a coffee shop. It was like 200 degrees out, and, and he's carrying all the gear, just pouring sweat, and we were like, you know what? Nice. For, for Brian's, we're going to do it. We're going to do it in person. That's nice. He's ha- has he had the no card in his pocket since then?
1: Oh, he no, no. He doesn't go without the no card. The no that. card is always there.
0: He has an index card in his front pocket. Always. I love that. Always. I have a little pocket. Oh, he's,
1: pocket. he is among the most interesting. he's like the most interesting man in the world. Yeah. Like, like wait, it's, it's real subtle. You would never know, but he no. really is. Do you know he's like an unbelievable tennis player?
0: I didn't I thought you were going to say like he 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 to me feels like a jazz musician.
1: Yeah, he's also that. He's an incredible saxophone player. I've been to parties at his house and they're like jamming. All these like dudes, like these older guys. What do <laughs> you I
0: have to do to get an invite to Brian Carter?
1: Oh, you got to get in tight I feel with like them. it's like get an great
0: wine, someone's on oh, piano. Oh, it, it's real good.
1: It's real. It's exact it's it's all those things. Yeah. All right,
0: so you had this crew. You yeah, had this cr- crew here in in Boston, Cambridge area. Yep. Was it hard being was it hard being like a did you feel like you were a remote team and everybody was in Toronto like you had the CMO mm-hmm. No, here. no,
1: Eloqua did this really well. So actually they were very distributed. You had uh, the CEO and CFO were in Vienna, Virginia. The CMO was here in Cambridge. Our chief revenue officer was in Austin, Texas. Um, like, so it was, it was real distributed. There was an yeah. office in San Francisco and Eloqua really built a discipline around how do you have remote teams and make them really feel like part of the company. It was one of the tightest and sort of best cultures I've ever worked, you know, part of I've been a part of, and and it was totally remote. So, they did something. I don't know what it was. I've I've tried to put my finger on it. I mean it had a lot to do with bringing people together very regularly doing I mean before people used zoom they did everything on video I mean every meeting was on video you were always looking at people Um, so there was a a good discipline there but their philosophy I think was like hire great people no matter where they are we did part of our marketing team was in Toronto so that you know it's got the normal challenges but right now I manage a team of marketers that all sit in Toronto when I'm here in the Northeast so it's it's totally doable all right
0: so tell me more about tell me about tell me what you're doing today I want to know like how many people are on your team? How do you have it structured? And, and especially you said, coming from you, demand gen. Oh yeah. Background, you're yeah. doing away with the, the concept of yeah. demand Yeah,
1: so like there's this weird thing that ha- I think happens on a lot in like a lot of demand gen or you know, in a demand gen group or sometimes you have like this demand gen function and like a marketing ops function And then you have like content people over here and they're not like part of the same team. And it's just like, it's always been problematic for me because I think at least content, that type of content or top of funnel, mid funnel content is all about demand gen. So I sort of like broke that association and I actually made this kind of integrated or like revenue marketing or growth marketing function or whatever. And it's like, you know, it's marketing programs. It's the orchestration of demand, which I actually think demand gen today is is mostly orchestration. Like that's what it is, right? It's like trafficking and, and you know, asset creation and all that stuff. Yeah. And I bundled that up with content. Yeah. So it's really concerned with the themes and the offers and the campaigns and the channels and it's all in one group. Uh, but I don't have like a head of demand gen running it. What I actually did was I took my really great head of demand gen who probably knows our product better than anybody else and made him our head of product marketing which was a weird, everyone thought that was like kind of a weird move and yeah. I'm like, but, but why? He's yeah. already an evangelist, he knows our product really well, he knows where all the gaps are, so he's the best person for this job.
0: I love that mindset because I think it's easy to get caught up in like, this person is doing this and so they have to go deep in this, where it's like, wait a second, if we move this person here, you know, why would, it just seems crazy. You have somebody who knows the product the best but you're gonna hire somebody who's gonna do product marketing who was, isn't that Well, way. this was
1: exactly, I mean, this kept me up at night. I was like, yeah. so we, we had this big gap in product marketing that we needed to fill. And the more I <laughs> thought about it, I was like, well, what's really important for product marketing? knowledge of the product and it's like so how are you gonna hire someone from outside who has no knowledge of the product to be really good at product marketing it'll take them a long time to ramp
0: I think like I think in product marketing like if you if you're passionate about it and my guess is knowing this person probably is super passionate about it because you can't love a b2b product right like unless you, you got to really, be a big nerd you got to
1: be a big nerd oh yeah and it also helps that he's Canadian, perfect. so very earnest.
0: That's a trifecta. Yeah, all, oh, all the right he's ingredients. Getting it done. Yep. And then you can you can teach or learn the other ten percent, oh. which is like what is product marketing, right? Like, because I bet you you could take somebody. This is why this is one of my biggest frustrations with marketers is like I think sometimes we get so caught up in like the what the textbook best practice says, which is like, I would rather give a product. I would rather take your person and say write a position, write positioning for this product with no framework, with no yep. magic document, then have somebody who knows like the positioning template yep. and fill that out. I bet you that one's gonna be better. So
1: it's funny that you say that. Like I think about this a lot. Like over, so in my experience over the past four years, so this is my first, this is my first job where I got to run marketing. Um, and like, you know, I was a demand gen marketer. I had not run all of marketing before, but I had done, like you, I had touched other parts of marketing. I had worked on the PR and comm side. I worked in pro- product marketing. So I had fairly broad knowledge um, and you, it's so easy to kind of let like history and best practice guide you and just like, I'm going to do the thing that everybody does. And then, but like if you're honest with yourself and you really think about how to solve problems, often it points to different types of solutions. And so I've been, I'm really lucky to work in an organization with a CEO who's real like supportive and completely um he's just a sane and normal person like is there's no like ego he's not like I said to do it so you're gonna do it he's like you think that's the right thing to do let's see if it works sure. so I've tried a lot of really unconventional things like so I have a great um, I have a great marketing programs person on my team and he was a BDR and he had no marketing experience but he knew our buyer really well I had seen that he had really good communication skills I looked at all his emails he was really funny and witty and he he wanted to get a career in marketing and like it was a great move for everybody. So it's just like, I yeah. don't, I, you know, I, I just don't think those conventional, just because that's the way everyone has done it doesn't mean that's the way everyone should
0: do it. What, what is one of your biggest, uh, What's one of your biggest learnings, like taking on, now, now you, you own all of marketing. Mm. What, what do you think, because I think we do this because we wanna talk to people who are in, in a similar position who one day want to run marketing, for example, right? Yep. yep. What, are the, what are the things that, are, that you didn't realize
1: Oh gosh, so many things. I mean, it was interesting. So, obviously the company that I joined is not the company I work for now. I mean, when we joined, when I joined, we were 20 people yeah. maybe. We were very small. We hadn't raised any money. It was super scrappy.
0: So so when you even when you started, you were probably you had to do more, you were doing more. And it
1: was actually part of why I took the job. Why I why I really took the job was because I fell in love with the problem that these guys were trying to solve. And they built something that I as a marketer looked at and was like, I've needed that my whole career. Like why did if someone built this thing? Thank you, you know? Um, so that was a big part of it. But I also like, I felt as a director of demand gen, I was a senior director of demand gen at Lattice. I was building teams and I was like, I, I knew that discipline really well and I knew how to do it. But I felt like I was just like managing people mostly. Mm. And I wanted, I felt like my skills were starting to atrophy. At least I thought that. And I was like, <laughs> I want to like do the work. I want to roll up my yeah. sleeves and like build some stuff. Yeah. And so I took this job, there was, Pretty much no team. There were like a few people, and they weren't all full time. And um, and so I was like, I'm just gonna see what I can do. And oh man, um, my skills had not atrophied. Like I was fine. Yeah. I like, I, but I really, I had to do the work. Like I had to do like yeah. all like all the heavy lifting. Like, I, I
0: wrote I wrote something about this this uh, this week. I mean, who knows when this is gonna go live? So this week is irrelevant. But like, and and I said I used to get probably like five six years ago. I would go and ask a lot of people like like you for marketing advice. and I would say. Look, you know, you're, you're, you're on the path to run marketing somewhere. Like, what, you know, what do you do? Like, you know, what, what advice would you give me? And everybody gave me this advice, which I realize now I completely disagree with and is not did not help me at <laughs> oh all, which is like specialize in something. No. Pick that one thing and specialize. Yeah. And what I've had to do is like instead I said I'm going to join a company where I'm betting on the people and the problem. Yep. So the founders and the market. And I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm gonna have to do all of it. Yeah. And so as get kind of
1: good at a bunch of things.
0: <laughs> had to do, you know, PR, events, SEO, blog, uh, webinars. Yeah. All I had
1: I had the BDR team reporting into me for several months and this had you year. Ever
0: managed BDRs in your Never life? in my Never.
1: life. And like you know, I'd been close to it, and I had a point of view about it. And I, you know, it was at a point in time in the in the company's history that it was the right thing to do, and it just needed to be done. And and I needed to manage it, and I did. Um, but I had no idea how to do that. Yeah. And and but that's what makes it fun. I mean, in a in a in a company like this that's growing so fast, we're a growth stage company. We've now raised two rounds of funding. I mean, we're just a you know, Deloitte Fast 50 in, in Canada, so we're, we're growing real fast. We're now well over hundred people. Um, my job has not been the same. I mean, every year I've been there, it's been totally different. It's like remarkable to look back on and go, wow, that was the same company. Um, so you have to, I mean, while in, in that those first, you know, that first year or two was like all the building and yeah. the, and the which I love. I love building demand, infrastructure and process. And like, I'm a process person. I love that stuff. Um, I love, you know, I, I love figuring out how we're gonna measure things. And, um, but you know, now it's, it's, it's much more about building teams, managing people, figuring out how to like work on a management team and have that be my number one thing. I mean, you have to start to get used to like, Oh, those things that made you good at your job before are not the things that are going to make you good at your job now, and you have to get comfortable with that. So that's, that's I think hard. what you
0: said is really important, which is like that mindset of just like always reinventing yourself. Yeah. Like every year is going to be different, and you yeah. got to figure out what are the things that you're going to go work on this year. Yeah.
1: But it's much easier, I will say, when you're on a winning team. I mean, you know, to be on a to be on a team um, with great people where the company is growing fast is win- like. That's what enables that kind of growth because you're forced to constantly like level up and yeah. you know you don't really find get that, some new if part you're of not, your brain. If the team
0: isn't winning, you don't get the opportunities to like you don't Yeah, right? yeah, That's true. Yeah. Um, all right. I want to I want to do something else with you before before you go. But i I'm interested in what are your what are your rituals as a remote oh marketing God. leader? Like what how do you how do you keep the ship running without missing without you know being on the like, hey, can I grab you for a second? You're
1: like, gonna be so unimpressed with this. No, it's, maybe there's nothing and it's, it's great. So okay, one thing that I am you just
0: have cameras in every room of your house, No, it's on. no,
1: it's so crazy. So one thing that I am like obsessed with is like the appropriate use of time. My time, my team's time, like I, 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 there's nothing drives me more crazy than like sitting in a meeting that I'm just like, why am I here? Why is this meeting happening? Like not even like, even if I'm the one who, 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 you know, thought we should have that meeting. Like, I'm just like, oh, this is a waste of time. So. And my team will laugh when they see this, but like at least every six months, I completely like burn down the meeting schedule and I start over. I'm I like, just did this. I'm, I got to think it. I got to rethink it. And there's a better way to do it. The and past
0: two weeks has been the best, has been the most free I've felt in a long time because I can't, I, I just re- hard reset. Yeah,
1: you got to do it sometimes.
0: And because you're in all, you're getting all these things that don't have a purpose or a need. Yeah.
1: Or they did at one point, and they don't now. Sure. And so, I mean, as my team has changed, I've had to really rethink like, right. what, how do we spend so time Elle together? So
0: burned, like, I'm just just destroying the calendar phase. Like, I do
1: it. I do it a lot. Okay. Like, I do it pretty, pretty regularly. That's one thing. I almost never um, have a communication if it's going to be longer than like couple sentences, it's happening on video. Like we're looking at each other. I had to have a conversation with someone yesterday about a a holiday card. And I knew it was like gonna be a little bit more than I could convey over Slack. And I was like, you got a second? Let's just like hop on Zoom. So we do that. Um, we do on my team. Our marketing like Slack channel is we we make ample use of that thing. I mean, often for ridiculous reasons. We make reasons. ample use of our. Oh, uh, I, I can. <laughs> we do too. I mean, it's it's but it, that makes me. It helps me to feel really connected to what's yeah. going on, even when I'm not there. Yeah. You also have to be there. I, I spend a lot of time with my team. I go. I try to go at least once a month. I go to a lot of events, and a lot of people on my team go to events. So we rendezvous in various locations, and so we have the discipline to do that stuff. Um, those are the big things. I mean, it's all about communication, and just like you know, you got to stay on top of it. That's and it. And probably
0: setting. How do you set? How do you set goals? Like, my guess is this system doesn't work if people don't have clear oh, like goals.
1: So they have to be super clear. So I one one th- thing I will say I think about especially being a remote manager. Like I started out as a remote head of marketing. Um, And I knew early on, like the only way for that to work is if the people I hired were senior enough. Like Mm. I couldn't have people on the ground in Toronto who were like looking for help all the time. They had to be fairly autonomous. And so I hired a sort of a layer of management that was you know, working their way up to being senior and were, you know, could, could, you know, operate without a ton of oversight. That's an important thing. Um, we take goal setting pretty seriously. It's a company wide quarterly initiative that's starts with company goals and rolls down. I try to stick to like three goals, but I try to make it very, very clear how they sort of map to each of what the What are people. your three
0: goals for net, right now?
1: So we have a goal around SEO and be, findability getting found. Mm-hmm. Um, SEO hasn't been a huge, we're in sort of a niche category an emerging category, how, how do you
0: pick that? Like out of the 20 things you could, because you pick that as a goal, becomes a priority
1: because the time was right right now. I mean, again, like we have, if you like, if, so for a company, our size and our stage, we have incredibly mature demand infrastructure and process. Like I'm not worried about that. I know how to, it's cause you
0: love inst- I, I, and process. I know how to, I know how to yeah. do that
1: part. So like it, so, like, it's almost table stakes to say, well, we're gonna have an SQO goal, like, and we're gonna know how to build a really crazy model to figure out what that should look like, and we're gonna do all this stuff. Like, that's almost so then you have to look in the margins of like, well, what's gonna help us grow? It's all about growth. Who does right? that?
0: Who does the model on your team? Marketing ops?
1: Uh, I have a revenue ops person. Cool. Um, and so he does the model. Yeah, cool. he owns that model. And we've added a ton of like interesting and fun and sophisticated things to make that model like more bulletproof over the past you know several quarters. Um, but SEO was a thing where you start to go, we were this kind of niche category. It's starting to become a fit. People yeah. are like looking for something like us, even if they're not sure what to call it. We need to be there when they're looking. And we hadn't done a good job of investing in those kind of adjacent spaces, so I, I made it a priority. And
0: how do you set a goal around SEO? Is it traffic?
1: It's like um, we, we carved out a couple of keywords that we thought were really important, and we want to increase our organic search ranking. Awesome. And, and not by a certain amount, just increase. Make it better. Because then you can start to go. Okay, so if this now we've got a benchmark. Oh, so, you, so you
0: don't say this term is on is on the bottom of page one, and we want to get to page. We want to get to position two. No, that's two. what we'll
1: do next. Okay. T- today it's just. Create the content, build the process, build the discipline and the muscle memory around this is an important thing that we need to do so that we start to it starts right. to get built into our DNA. So you,
0: wins are people are high-fiving because all of a sudden this page now ranks. It's one better blank. It's
1: better. And yeah. now I can say, yeah. okay, now we gotta make it better by an order of magnitude. And
0: which is also a different skill set and person that has to work on that. Of or course. you can teach it, but that's uh, optimizing. Like how do you get from position eight to position two? And yes, yeah.
1: absolutely. And we always have a demand-centric goal, and that demand goal is always tied to a conversion goal, because I will never sign up for a demand goal. That's just like, I could, you know, pump all kinds of crap in there. That's, sure. that's one. All
0: right, so SEO is yeah. one. What are the other two?
1: So the other one is like kind of content specific. So, so you
0: have like, you have like, your revenue pipeline are kind of like, you don't count those as goals because that's just
1: those are company-wide goals. That's just life. Yep, that's that's life. You have
0: three kind of marketing priorities, and, and that the, sit those on top. those
1: those company goals are goals for everyone in the company. Like everyone shares those goals. they are departmental goals that my team has. So one is around demand gen, one is around SEO this quarter, and the other one is actually around persona level content because we got really good at marketing to demand gen marketers. That tends to be our buyer. Um, but we tend to focus primarily on them and really there's a lot of other buyers involved in our deal cycles. So we set a goal of ha- creating, you know, three new unique pieces of content per each additional persona that we see in our buying cycles. And, yeah. and so it's a, I mean, it's, it's a quantitative goal. It's sure. a number of but, things, but, but it's, it's also a little soft. Like it's a kind of up to us what that is, what yeah. that means. Or like,
0: I mean, we, we do stuff like that, which is like, We need more enterprise e case studies. Yeah. Well, let's have five. Yep. Great. There you go. Okay. I know I said we were gonna go, but one more thing we didn't talk about. Okay. You told me you were shifting to focus more on brand. Yeah. Why? And what does that mean?
1: Oh, here's where I get to um, give you a compliment. No, no, Um, no. No, no. But but I do. I do. I will. I love compliments. So I I heard you talk about it. You. you, um, uh, So we both spoke at Flip My Funnel this past summer, and you did Mm. this whole thing on basically like brand driving demand. And I think that's true. I think that, you know, well, first of all, like, people have to know who you are, but they have to like you. You have to, it has to be a brand that you, um, you care about, that you relate to, that, you know, you find interesting. Now, it's really hard in MarTech, right? Because there's a bajillion, you know, different brands, and it's hard to tell one from the other, and yeah.
0: We interviewed somebody the other day, and it was one of those, in a good way, demand gen ops people, where he came in, and, and he had his laptop open in the interview, and he had, the front of his laptop was every... Martech vendor you could imagine. The whole thing, stickers, the whole landscape. Basically the landscape. I was like, this is this is why you need a brand because this person's just gonna like whoever's giving out swag and put it on well, the computer. And
1: it's funny you say that because I think like I've struggled to know what that means. Like what does that mean to have a brand? And I guess it came into clear focus over the past several months where I was like, you know, we rebranded in May. And that allowed us to sort of like fine tune how we talked about ourselves and what's our message and all that stuff. But like, it still wasn't really clear when you looked at us, like, what our point of view was. Like, what are we really, like, your whole thing is about now, and right? And like, you know, marketing's happening right now and your buyer wants it right now. And it's really clear what your point of view is. And I felt like we were soft on that. And so we've spent the past couple months getting really sharp on that. And now it's like, well, how do you amplify that and elevate it? And I think
0: that's what you said is I didn't expect you to answer it that way, but to me, that's the num- most important piece. Is like I think you just have to pick a side. Yeah. Even if even if there's another side that is like just as effective, you just need to stand for something because if you, there's just too much noise to not totally. stand for yep. anything anymore, yep. where like I think it was different, 2005, 2006, you could just have something and people are like, ooh, cool, sure. okay. Yep. You have to have a reason.
1: And I think you know that was our our problem was that we kind of stood for a lot of things. We like we like this and we like that and whatever. And it's like it's not enough. Yeah. And so you know our whole point of view today is that you know buyers live in this on-demand world and they expect the same kind of experiences in their B2B lives that they have in their B2C lives. And the way that B2B marketing works is just it doesn't it doesn't work for them. It's not really personalized or curated or, or easy to access. It doesn't surface the information they want when they want it. And so. B 2 B marketing needs to be on demand, um, and so once we kind of once that started to like form as a point of view, it became really easy to see like the path to like how do you build a big brand around this. So I'm excited to do that. It's it's been fun.
0: Just buy a lot of stickers.
1: That, I'm gonna buy all the stickers <laughs> and T-shirts no. and hats.
0: That that was old school. Okay, <laughs> all right. Um, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. It's nice to hear a demand gen person like yourself starting to think about the softer side. Isn't no, it? I'm just yeah. kidding. I think I think. I think it's important. I think like today you gotta you gotta have all all pieces of it, and I wanted to interview you on this because I think you have a lot of interesting ingredients, like your background from Eloqua, uh, and running a marketing team being being remote and having a successful team and a good time doing it.
1: You can ask them how successful. Thanks for doing it. No, we well (laughs) this
0: is this is all these segments we do you and then we do the team. So (laughs) we have them all coming on Zoom after this to tell us how you really are.
1: They would say this good things. Nice. They like me. They would say good All things. All right. Thanks for doing. Thank it. you. Thanks yeah. very much.